following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village, Village Bank. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. It is the end of the month as regular. We are uh, uh, enjoying uh, having our guest, Alicia Webb, in from Village Bank. It is Village Bank Radio, end of every month, where we are fortunate to be able to talk to a president of a bank, somebody who can give us insight into financing and growth of your business. And we're really here to talk about that today, Alicia. And that is uh, the acquisition of uh, other businesses to grow your business. We uh, <clears throat> do these at the end of every month. And the purpose is really to help entrepreneurs grow. Village Bank is a business that was started by an entrepreneur, built for entrepreneurs. And we've covered a lot of topics over the weeks and months that we've been doing this. Uh, some of those things are knowing your numbers, growing your business through financing, discovering what stage of entrepreneurship or even your business is in. And if you like, go back and listen to some of the podcasts. You'll be able to catch a lot of tremendous information. We like to call these master's classes because, in fairness, if you're a business owner, you must learn the language and understand finance if you are to grow your business. So that's really what it's all about. Welcome, Alicia. Thanks so much, Todd. What a dreary morning. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like, let's brighten this up a little bit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're so right. So uh, today we are talking about something that it seems to be going on quite a bit in the marketplace. And that is the acquisition uh, of a new business. Maybe you're just buying a new business, but maybe you're already in business and you're looking at acquiring another existing business as a strategy to expand your business. And I think it's a good one. I think it's one that people are using regularly today. And so that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. 
you have to understand the financials of what you're buying. You have to work with your banker to get the numbers to be able to to understand how it might integrate into what you're doing currently. And so with that, tell me, are you seeing a lot of that going on, Alicia? We are seeing a lot of acquisitions right now. And acquisitions, not just in the traditional, I'm going to buy Tom or Nancy's business down the road, and how do I get financing for that? But acquisitions at people, products, revenue lines. They're they're acquiring in different ways than they did before. Maybe they are ordering a new piece of equipment that they are going to start to use robotics to be able to grow one revenue revenue line or another a similar revenue line that they can sell those products together. That in my mind that's acquisition. They're acquiring something new. Um people, they're starting to acquire people, people from their competitors, people that they want to bring into their industry. And that's different. Um, We're asking a lot of our entrepreneurs, what is your business today? Maybe you were just tires before, and now you have an online platform for servicing. What is your business today? Why? And what? Sh- where should your business be? And that's where we're seeing a lot of those acquisitions start to happen. What else do you need for your business? Is it acquiring people, acquiring you know talent, acquiring equipment, or is it really going out there and buying a whole new entity? Because we are re- we're starting to raise our hand a little. Uh, I don't want to say raise our hand a little bit. That we are raising our hand. We're supposed to be advisors. And asking about balance sheets, because balance sheets are inflated right now, quite frankly. They're inflated. So it's really looking at that that opportunity and saying, is this the best time? How do I do an earn out? How do, how do I do some seller back finance, seller carry back financing? What should this acquisition look like? Well, it, so folks, when you hear, maybe some of you are familiar with the term M&A, which is uh, mergers and acquisitions, when you think typically about businesses that are more mature, uh, larger, have more zeros behind them. That That's that's a reasonable uh, thing that goes on. But, you know, there's a lot of small businesses who are doing the same thing at that lower level. And for a lot of folks who are selling their businesses, sadly, many of them have looked at their businesses only to be purchased, if at all, by someone else who's in the same uh, sphere or, or business line. And that can be somewhat problematic, but it can also be an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the business might not be uh, tremendously valuable as a straight-up investment, but to you as a business owner who's already in that field, they might have a specific product or service that you're lacking or have had a challenge developing within your own business, and by acquiring that business, you kind of fill those gaps. So those are really tremendous opportunities, right? Yes, and it it is an opportunity because... We're, you know, it is so interesting that you said that because we are starting to see that, um, that businesses are buying not exact same businesses. I sell tires, you sell tires, you know, let's acquire you or merge together. It's more, how do we invest in a marketing company or how are we investing in oil change company or whatever that ancillary company could be to that, to the purchaser. And I think it's important to start to think outside the box, where you're, where are the gaps in the company? Where should your company be going? And what do you really need? Now today, there's so much cash out in the market. There's so much liquidity out in the market. I just, I was at a, a Elko seminar the other day. Do me day. a favor, describe what that means. There's yeah. so much liquidity. Yeah. I just want to make, take no, you back absolutely. and make sure we got it's, everybody it's, with us. It is, it's fascinating. So think back to a year or two ago where, you know, the government came out with PPP round one, PPP 
loans round two. We've talked for years on this show about all the opportunities with SBA lending. And when we had a 90% guarantee from the government, we've talked about um, how there was no fees for entrepreneurs, not even no fees for banks for a while when you when a client was coming in and asking for an SBA loan. Those were such great opportunities. But what that did is it made money um, more available. It made banks more eager to lend that money. And it put so much liquidity, so much cash into our in our economic environment, our environment as a whole. You know, there were there were checks going to consumer to uh, people. They're getting checks in their mailbox, even if they were employed. More kids you had, you know, more checks you were getting. There's a lot of liquidity flooding into the market. I was recently at a, a seminar where a group in town talked about about 78% of that liquidity has been used now. So think about if you received $100 from the government, $78 of that has been used up. That's what they're estimating. So that tells you that we have about $22 left. Wow. And there's people, how are they going to use that? We can tell you, you know, we, we watch our core funds and we watch our deposits in the bank and we keep expecting them to start to trail down. We, as our PPPs were paid off, our, those loans that you got that were free from the government, we expected our deposits to trail off right, right behind those. That has not happened. Deposits huh. are very high in banks. There's a lot of liquidity in the market. Um, and what's, what I'll think about this piece too, there's no lines of credit are not funded because you've been using cash or you have not been able to get that inventory so you haven't had to pay for it yet or maybe you have three positions open at your company and you can't fill them because this market for hiring is crazy it's bananas right now so you're you don't have that salary and benefits expense right and so there's all these things that are happening right now where there's this liquidity that is out there in the market we're, you know, there. The seminar I was at, they were predicting twenty-two percent of that money was still out in the market. So people are, they're almost in a panic right now. They're hearing rates are going to go up, rates are going to go up. You got to go buy something. You got to lock in. You got to get those great rates. And I've got some money in my checking account. My line of credit has a zero balance. I've got to hire. What should I do? What should I do? Honestly, <laughs> pause and breathe. <laughs> I mean, like it's, you know, for me, it's almost that mom moment where everyone's screaming, pause and breathe and say, where's my business at? Where do I need it to get to? Why? Like, what's step one? What's step two? Because these are the times that, you know, I think back to that 08, 09, 010 timeframe where yep. uh, people are panicking and they want to go out and they want to buy it, buy it, buy it. Everyone's buying, rates are low, what should we do? You know, my neighbor has the boat. My best friend that owns a business just bought a building and pause right now and say, where am I going? Because Rates are going to go up. Um, you know, the, the economy is going to tighten. And I think right now is a great time to make sure you've got the right banker. You've got the right coaching, business coaching consultant working by your side. You've got a great accountant that you're walking through your cash flow with. So you really understand that cash flow. Um, these, these are times to really look back. And when there's an opportunity to buy it, I mean, make no doubt about it. We want to get you there. So we'll help you buy it. But really, let's look at what are you buying and how do we structure that deal? Because remember, we said all that liquidity in the market and now we're at approximately 78% of it's been used up. So we got 22% to go. So 
You know, you know that scares me when I hear you say that. Oh no, 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 no! Because this is what I know to be true. You always want to know what's ahead of you, and you want to be ready, right? Like entrepreneurs, they can pivot on a dime. You have like, so much more faith in in business owners than I do. Oh, I do, <laughs> I do. I, you know what? Business owners and entrepreneurs, they are the most clever tenacious people they can pivot on a dime but they have to have information they're clever at self-deception well no, yeah so, no. so see you guys need to meet the <laughs> entrepreneurs that are at village bank because these men and women they they if you share and they you know i say listening ears but, but it's true like if you can open up your ears and your mind and really pause and look around you entrepreneurs are intelligent you just have to give them the full story. The full story. Well, let me let me take you back and give you a sense of what I'm what I'm thinking of. So, a lot of these different banks that assisted people with PPP loans, and maybe just let's say the SBA in general, as they were taking the applications for the uh, PPP loans, they were literally pre-qualifying them for other other loans, seven A's, the EIDL loans. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, just exactly like you say, were were getting checks in their mailboxes that were some of them in the hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. And I know this because I have clients that that exact thing happened. And I mean 500,000, 800,000, a million too. Yes. And it's for anybody listening, it's really hard to say no when when you're being offered this money. And so they would call me up and say, oh, my gosh, I can get $500,000. And I would say, what are you going to do with the money? Taking the money is one thing. Using the money to make more money. Because if you don't have a strategy to make more money with that money, then you have no business taking that money. Mm -hmm. Well, my fear is that a lot of them take and put it in their bank account, their business bank account, and not using it for the business, and all of a sudden they decide that their family needs a new boat Mm. or needs a lake home, Mm -hmm. and they start spending these money, these monies, not in a way to leverage and make more money with, because they really didn't have any strategy to do that in the first place, and they never developed one since. What I am saying is the acquisition of an existing business is a fabulous utilization Mm -hmm. of those funds. When I hear you tell me that there's 20-odd percent left, I'm wondering where that money went. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you and I were talking before the show, I mean, and we just talked about now, I mean, entrepreneurs, they're great. They're great people. They can pivot. We have to give them that opportunity to pivot. Right. And so it's starting to have these conversations where, yep, we love the new boats in the new lake cabin, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to keep this lifestyle up of buying something new every year. We have to start to pull back now and say, what are the new opportunities in the market? Because remember, whenever the market shifts, there's also a new opportunity. Right. What were you making before in a low-rate environment where people had extra cash? What can you make now or what service can you provide now when that economy shifts and people need an advisor, they need a different widget, they need a different service from from that company? There's, there's always a shift that can happen. It's just, can you be... Can you be nimble and insightful enough to see that coming? And I believe that's why 
people are entrepreneurs because they're in a double W2 job saying, I mean, yeah, we're doing it like this, but gosh, we could do it so much better. So let's go do it over here on my own. Right. right? I mean, they don't like easy stuff. Right. And right. sometimes we get comfortable and I get it. We get comfortable. We want to eat the bonbons or eat the, you know, the grapes. But at the end of the day, when the going gets tough, Entrepreneurs don't like easy. They like to earn it. So for some of you who maybe have gotten these loans, who are listening to this show, and I know many of you do, the, the uh, I guess, uh, carrot that was hung out there that was made it exciting for a lot of these loans is the government, the SBA, Small Business Administration. We're offering loans with exceedingly good interest rates, long amortization periods in some cases, and it also, in some cases, no payments due for an entire two years. So if you're a consumer, you're sitting out there listening to this, and someone offers you a loan for a half a million, a million dollars, with no payments due for two years at a 3% interest rate, how do you not take that money? Yet, what is it that you're going to do with that money to expand and grow your business? And so I think that... You know, uh, acquiring a product or service, and, and as I started at the top of the show, acquiring talent, which seemingly is so hard to find, the arduous task of hiring people on onesie twosie at a time to build a new department or a new division or double the size of your business, let me tell you what, that's a new business unto itself. Mm-hmm. So the ability to do that with a new company that already has existing uh, well well-honed talent is really attractive. And then the question just becomes, if you can do that, then how do you integrate them and how do you create one culture where everybody's moving forward at, at you know, the same pace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, values, beliefs, purpose, that's all really important. And so sometimes it is going out and acquiring that business for the service, the widget, the people, making sure that you have have the team ready to bring them on and move forward is important. On the other hand, balance sheets are inflated right now. So it's sometimes that onesie twosie strategy isn't necessarily, necessarily bad. Um, you know, I do think that as we prepare, you know, I mean, think about the, the things bankers should be talking to you about right now. And not, I look at this because we're a small business, we're a bank, but we're a small business. You know, the tightening of the monetary policies right now through interest rate increase, that's huge. And that's not, it's affecting our business the same way it's infecting the welding business, the manufacturing business, the restaurant business. If you have debt, it's going to affect you period. Um, You know, inflation that's at 40-year highs right now, that's going to affect your business. Um, Supply chain concerns, those aren't going to slow down right now, especially with China's zero COVID policy lockdowns. And we think that's on the other side of the world. How's that going to affect me? Well, what's your runtime on your materials right now? What's your runtime on your inventory? I mean, those are really important things that we have to continue to think about, even on this side of the world. War in Ukraine, I mean, that's taking people's... um, mind off of other pieces that you know we should be thinking about in our own neighborhoods volatility in the stock market and all of these things that are happening right now are affecting your business on main street and that's where we want to say if there is a business out there that you're interested in buying what does that debt structure look like because i'm not saying don't acquire right now 
maybe you do acquire, maybe you stockpiled that money and those are those high deposits we're seeing still. And you're saying, because I was waiting for the right opportunity. So when you put that debt structure together, is that through a 7A loan where you can get some long-term, longer amortized financing available so you have better cash flow, you know, lower monthly payments, lower down payment and more cash flow up front, more, you know, maybe you say, I got a little more flexibility there. Is it you can get your the the seller to maybe finance some of that, right? Maybe there's an earnout involved. Maybe there's a different structure you can put in place because you are uncertain about the business and you're uncertain about the economy and you want to make sure that the business keeps the revenue that it's at or the employees stick around for 12, 24 months after the purchase. There's so many different, you know, keys and um, questions to ask. Why not? I mean, why not ask? And listen, you might say, you might walk in the door and say, Alicia, I want to talk to you. Nah, he's, he'll never go for that. She won't do that. But guess what? It never hurts to ask. Because when you get to the bargaining table, someone's selling their business right now, there's a reason. It might be I want a lot of money. It might be I don't have an exit strategy. It might be I want to go start something new. Who knows what that is? But ask these questions to figure out what is the best debt structure you can get so you can fix in at these fine fantastic rates you can have more flexibility in the debt you have to take out and potentially you and the seller are in it together you guys are in it together for an earnout or you know carry back financing from the seller that's important so we're going to come back in a, just a bit and take our first break here so we'll be back in a minute but uh, there's a whole lot of things that Alicia just said that I want to comment <laughs> on there. Uh, and, and this is, you know, there's a lot of things that we cover on the show and I'm always conscious of the fact that I want to bring everybody along. And, and those of us who are in an industry always get caught in the trap of talking about things that maybe not everybody understands, but I want to bring you along with this. The one thing that I want to bring to the, the point that Alicia made, which, which is the inflated balance sheets, what that actually means is think about equity in your home. There's money on the balance sheet, and the balance sheet is a simple uh, formula that says, here's all the assets you have, here's the liabilities you have, and here's what's left. Well, a lot of people got a whole lot of money, and mm-hmm. so they didn't need to use a lot of their own money. And so as a result, there's been profits that have been piling up, not to mention the fact that during the same time, they maybe scaled back on their labor costs dramatically while simultaneously taking in a half a million, a million dollars, plus money to help them make payroll. And so, holy crap, here's a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I want you to think about it in this way. If you're familiar with a 1031 exchange wherein you have six months and you've got to use that money. And if you don't, you're going to get hammered with taxes. Well, imagine that for some of you who are sitting on these funds who haven't had to make payments yet, but the clock is ticking and you don't know where you're going to deploy it to start making money with that money because very shortly you're going to have to start making those payments. Mm -hmm. So this topic of acquisition and growth through acquisition should be a very interesting topic for you if you're in business. We're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. 
Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village, Village Bank. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at jasonwalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out jasonwalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So I think the topic is a good one. Uh, we are uh, talking about growing your business through acquisition. It is most certainly something that, that uh, you want to consider. And if you have, if we've taken you along and you have considered that very thing, uh, maybe we were the first to plug it in, uh, put that feather in your hat, uh, then you want to consider that if you are going to need financing, uh, if you are going to need to introduce this to your team, you want to step back and say, all right, if you were giving someone else advice about this, what are the things that you would bring up that might be problematic? How would you stress test this to say, okay, if we do this, this sounds like a great idea, but what are the things that could go wrong or what are the hindrances that we could experience along the way? 
And that's something that maybe you do all the time. Maybe you're a glass half empty type person or or maybe you're just the opposite. Either way, stress testing things and looking at your cash flows is very, very important. So even if you do have the money to acquire the new business, you do have to be conscious of the cash flow during the uh, phase where you're bringing people in and trying to integrate and literally what I like to call burning cash where you're bringing people up to speed. They may have experience in the industry, but do they have experience under your umbrella with your culture in the industry? And that could take time uh, for you to actually get things integrated and start making money. So these are basic things that I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs fully appreciate. Absolutely. When you think, let's say you're bringing in the new sales guy and the new sales guy is used to doing, you know, half a million a year in revenue for the last company he was at. Doesn't mean you bring him in on, on, you know, June 30th. And that means you, you're going to turn it on. Turn on the faucet right, like right. that. It takes time to acquire uh, those new clients. It takes time to get up to speed on the process and the procedures behind selling the product, you know, bringing the product to market, getting the product in in the client's door and on their shelf. So I think remembering that ramp up time and how expensive that ramp up time is, it's also thinking about, um, does that new employee have a non-solicit, a non-compete? How is that new employee going to get along with the culture of the company that you've developed over the last five years, 10 years, 25 years? And what is that going to do? So I think it's really thinking through this and drawing out a timeline or a strategy. I mean, I love to draw and just look at it and visualize it and see where could all the hiccups be and and. Make educated guesses and ask people on your team to look at it and tell them where you're wrong. Where are you wrong? Because wouldn't you rather have, you know, Chris down down the hall tell you you're wrong than have your income statement tell you how wrong <laughs> you are six months later or 12 months later? I mean, I, I, I always think about that. It's so great when you have people on your team that can tell you where, mm, I, I think it looks more like this. And we think they're not going to ramp up for six months, not three months. So those are all important things. But mergers and acquisitions are real. And it's... There's a numbers component to it, but like you and I talked about, there's also that emotional component to it. There's that emotional component that entrepreneurs are going through as they're looking to sell and they're looking to buy. Because remember, we talked about in the beginning of this show that entrepreneurs are clever, they're tenacious. So say they see that next opportunity, they run for it. And that's where I'm asking to pause because make sure that that is the right opportunity and I'm not saying pause and don't buy. I'm saying pause and go get it. Like, that's what you do. But look at the debt structure. Look at what does the ramp up time, you know, multiply that ramp up time by two. Just multiply it by two and say, can you like still make it? Like the kitchen kind of thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, we're not going there, right? But yeah, I mean, if you think, if they tell you it's going to take three months, it's going to take six months period. And I would say the same, that when you're looking at how much is it going to cost me to ramp this up? How long before I think we'll be getting to the 1.2 revenue that company did last year? Or if if they've scaled, if they've grown multiples of two times or one and a half times over the last three to five years, of course they did. (laughs) We were in a fantastic market. We just talked about all the liquidity that hit the market. Now we're in a time where you need to prepare for inflation. You need to prepare for weaker cash flow. You need to prepare for different rates when you go to refinance. So I'm not, no one's saying don't do it. No one's being the warden over here. We're just saying be prepared. It's a, it's a challenge to look at things. I think sometimes from, from somewhat of a glass half empty, uh, when you're trying to grow and you want things to go well. But I think 
a point that, that you bring up, which is so important, is incorporating the culture. Remember that everybody who's in your organization, the existing organization, the new organization, is going to have to acquire maybe a new language and a new mindset. Mm-hmm. So that takes time for human beings to deal with. Add to the fact that are the new people going to embrace the culture or are they going to reject it? Human beings don't like change. For whatever reason, on its face, they just don't like change. And it's a very, uh, well, it's something that I've, I've, I've observed over time, is that if you bring someone into a business to try to revolutionize the way the business goes, you've got a whole bunch of employees who are sitting there with their arms crossed saying, we do it this way, we're not changing. And yet, when you, if those people were let go and go to a new company, they embrace that culture readily. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to you've got to deal with that, and that's a big part of when how long you're going to burn cash before your your machine starts producing in the mm-hmm. way that you want it to. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be conscious of those things. But let's talk about how we do, you know how do we talk about change? I think that's so important because. First and foremost, I mean, if COVID and, and the shutdowns taught us anything, it's it's that time is money. And at the end of the day, I, I can speak to our team. I mean, they were so, our team is based on our values and we put relationships first and we earn it. We always do the right thing. And it wasn't going, oh gosh, what should we do? It's these are entrepreneurs, we're a team. How do we jump on board and, and, and do this? Like this is our time to prove what community banks can do. And not just our village, but a lot of community banks um, around the area did that. And so kudos to us because, but now that doesn't stop because now there's been a different momentum, right? And, and, and I would almost ask, is it change or is it iteration of what you're doing? Because if you're not growing, you're dying, period. Or you're selling, and if you're not growing, if you are growing, you need to continue to iterate. Nothing is done. Nothing stands still at a point in time. We have to continue to iterate policy, iterate process, iterate cu- customer satisfaction, iterate culture, period. COVID taught us that. And any company, what you can think of your very favorite companies over time, how have they iterated themselves to continue to grow, expand, and move with culture and time? It is so important to be transparent with your team about that. And it's so important to share those values up front. So when we hire a new person, it's like, oh, well, what are they like? They're villagers. They're a villager. And we all know what that means. And yeah, we, we hire only villagers, period. When I look at a company's uh, financials over the last few years, I am utterly conscious of the fact that some of them may have turned lemons into lemonade over this period of time. Mm-hmm. Literally, that, kudos that co- to literally that COVID was the greatest thing that ever happened to them. So you must take into account that those years that are hopefully behind us, or at least things are a-changing, those years might be looked at as an absolute anomaly to that business. And so you have to, with fear, say, how do I keep this momentum going? Assume that it was in your own business and say, and here's all I'm trying to say, let that drive you. Let that drive you to continue that momentum and use that thing that happened to to get to be more successful and go farther. Additionally, when you look at someone else's financials, Realize that if you're looking at the last three years, the last two years may really be a part of that anomaly that's making up a great part of the way that business is currently being valued. And it might not be like that 
going forward. Mm-hmm. So when I say stress test, this is what I'm trying to talk about here. Yeah, and tell, and I would say tell that story. Tell that story to your banker. Tell that story to the new team you're trying to acquire, the new company you're trying to acquire. Tell that team to your loyal, your loyal team that did all that work because there's a story there. There's a story of how there was a pivot and we picked up and we continued to service our customers and service Main Street in a way that was new to us, new to them, but look at this financial success. And I think when you tell that story, whether it's internally to your banker, to a new buyer, new seller, someone you're purchasing, how do you how do you tell that story through numbers? Get your financials in order, just like if you're going to acquire, just like you're going to merge, get your financials in order and tell the story with numbers. Tell the story with passion, right? Like this is what we do. This is what we did before. We can do it again when there's another opportunity there. And then finally, tell your story, like I mentioned, using your values and using your culture and sharing the story of what your people did. Because it, it is important. I mean, when we talked about what COVID taught us, that's what COVID taught us, that folks can get together as a team and really work forward and look forward and change. They might not like the word, but guess what? They did it. They might not even know they did it. So really congratulate them in this time of uncertainty because everything you and I are talking about from a business standpoint or a business culture, they're watching on the five, six o'clock, 10 o'clock news at home. And they're nervous too, because they still have a mortgage. They still got to buy groceries and groceries are what? Twice as much as they used to be. They still got to do all the same stuff. So they're dealing with their own balance sheet and income statement, just like we are over here on the business side. And every one of these changes is an opportunity. Oh, yes. You know, and that, who doesn't that's the love one opportunity? Thing. You know, you, yeah. you have to be you have to be conscious of the fact that things are going to change. Don't let that cause you to 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 lose momentum. It just may mean that you're going to have to shift. And with every change, there's a new opportunity. So always embrace those new opportunities. We're going to take another break. We're going to talk about uh, some of the opportunities uh, to receive financing. Uh, I was trying to make the point. I don't. I'm not certain that I finished the thought, but the point that I was making is even if you do have money available to you to be able to buy or acquire a business, recognize that you're going to have a burn rate during a time of training and and uh, cohesion within your business. That's going to require cash flow, mm-hmm. and beca- and cash flow is critical that you can sustain that burn rate and then take it to the next level. So even if you have money to per- make the purchase, but it diminishes the, f- the funds in your operating account, be conscious that that may justify getting a new loan injection of money to be able to support yourself and that cash flow during that period of time. We will be right back. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom? copper gutters. Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. 
Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Last Saturday of April, man, that's hard to believe, and it is Village Bank Radio in studio. I have president of Village Bank, Alicia Webb, 
And we are talking about growth through acquisition, considering the purchase uh, of a business, which if you're considering selling, that might be an opportunity for you as well. Uh, and we're talking about the need for financing to support the cash flow and or the purchase of that business uh, to grow, acquire employees, talent, and acquire maybe products or services that, that uh, would integrate very well within your business. What are the types of loan programs that are the, the, the most appealing right now, Alicia? Well, I think almost anything considering uh, the low interest rates right now. We want, I mean, that's that's where we're at. Even though rates did prime jump, I think, just a quarter so far, we're still looking at these historical interest rates that are historically low. And we're saying, gosh, if you, I mean, if you're listening to this show, this is, you're saying, yeah, I did that a year ago. I did that almost two years ago. But did you get a fixed rate? Have you been able to go from maybe it's, you know, five and a half to five and fix it? Maybe you only had two years left on your loan, but you went out and you fixed it for five more years, right? What have you done to fix that rate? What have you done to maybe increase or purchase a piece of equipment that you know you're going to be able to pick up business with? What have you done? So I, I, I don't want to say conventional lending isn't great right now, too. We always talk about SBA loans here, but if there's a building down the road that you've been looking at forever and you and you finally, you're going to go in, you're going to grab it, you're going to get a 10-year fixed rate on it, you have the cash flow from the last two years to support that, there's nothing wrong with conventional lending. There's nothing wrong with investing in other resources and revenue lines for your family, for your business. That's another great strategy. What I would say we we talked about, you know, during the last segment is the the really looking at what's next for your business and really looking at the strategies behind when things get tough. What are the opportunities? So from that standpoint, getting your financials ready, getting your financials ready for that acquisition or that merger, but also getting yourself ready because as a, as a, as a banker, yeah, I'm nervous about the economy right now, but as a business person, I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Because we know the SBA will come out with another program. They've come out with 90% guarantees in the past. They've come out with 100% guarantees in the past. They've come out with all entrepreneurs fees paid in the past. Those are the loans you want to get ready for when the economy gets tough. We know there's going to be another lending opportunity out there. And that's where, as a business, that opportunity is coming. So make sure you keep your financials up to date and you know your numbers and your story. And you might say, well, gosh, Alicia, we just extended our taxes. You know, that's what our Arliss, our great accountant, told us to do. Arliss is right. Maybe you should be extending. Have the extension, but QuickBooks, internal numbers, whatever. Have quarter one ready to roll. Know where your inventory levels are compared to last year and the year before. Understand where your cash in the bank today is compared to last year and the year before. Understand those numbers. Where's your employee account? How much did your benefits go up? All of those numbers are so, so important. If there's any, if there's any numbers that are sticking out to you, meaning on the expense side, they're really, really high or on the income side, they're really, really low. Why? And, and know the story behind those numbers. Be ready for that property that comes up next week that you've always wanted to purchase. And there's a conventional loan or an SBA loan today. Also be ready for the new lending opportunities that will be there in the future. I, I would like to make a point about rate right now, because 
too many folks are concerned that the rates are going up and now it's not a good time. Um, when you look at when you look at business financing, remember something. It's all about the numbers. Maybe your consumer life isn't. Maybe the interest rates go up on a home loan, and consequently now your personal life suffers because you have less disposable income to enjoy life. This is a completely different thing. At the end of the day, I don't care if my interest rates are 9%. If I can make 30% on that money while servicing that monthly payment on that loan, that is a win. And it is all about making money with other people's money. And let's be honest, uh, for vo- most of you who are in business, if the interest rate is 6 or 7% and you can't take that money and make more money with it, having a predictable monthly payment that you can build into your cash flow, if you can't do that, then you shouldn't be in business in the first place. Mm-hmm. So don't get so concerned with the change in interest rates and that meaning that that's the end of the opportunity because this opportunity uh, exists now and in the future. There's always changes coming. And in fact, even with the higher interest rates, we are still at historically low interest rates. <laughs> it's all relative, right? If right. you ask my seven and a half year old Nina what a bike is, she would say it's her cute pink bike with, you know, the big fat tires so she doesn't fall. If you asked one of my 45 year old clients, 47 and a half year old clients what a bike is, it'd be their really cool new Harley outside. So <laughs> guess what? It's all relative. Rates are low. They're very low. They went up a quarter point. We're talking about 40 year high inflation. Rates are low. I mean, at this point, if you haven't fixed, if you haven't. So what are we looking at right now? It's a great point. So what are we looking at right now? If somebody walks in and wants an SBA loan on a building, let's say. Okay, well, give me a know, sense of what you, I, I know. You know I'm going to give the famous Craig answer. Yeah. It always depends because yeah. we're looking at cash flow. We're looking at where the business is. it retail? Is it made, warehouse? Is it a tip-up? Is it office, right? It all depends on all of that. Is it vacancies? Is it 10-year leases? What is it, right? We owner-occupied investment. You can't do SBA investment, right? That's right. conventional. You can do owner-occupied. What I'm going to tell you, though, is banks have liquidity because remember we talked about that liquidity is still in the market you are still going to get amazing rates today period you're going to get much better rates today than you're going to get one year from now right period no matter where your business is at in its cycle no matter how great you've done how you've done at whatever the bit you will get the better rate today than you will in one year from now And, and really what she's saying is look loans can be made but there's variation between rates terms and collateral requirements so mm-hmm. it, all mm-hmm. of those things change it nevertheless can you make money on that money that's the bottom line and do the numbers work and if they do here's the opportunity seize the opportunity um Too many times people just simply think too small because more zeros scare them. Mm. The reality is if the numbers work at this level, they are probably going to work at the higher level and don't let that intimidate you Mm -hmm. because there's opportunity and building a business is all about building machine that is ever growing, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And cash is king. I mean, at the end of the day, cash is king. Um, Cash is always king. And so if you're in an up market or a down market, cash is king. And we always encourage our entrepreneurs to remember that um, and use that cash wisely so then you can put a debt structure behind it that makes sense any purchase any M&A any even equipment people cash is king uh, Alicia do me a favor if you would just uh, give the folks your contact information so if they want to reach out to the bank and they want to be able to just 
pursue some of the things we're talking about, where would they go? How would they do it? Well, absolutely. I mean, face Facebook and LinkedIn and any of those places, you can always find me, message me. You'll get me there. My email is uh, aweb at villagebankonline.com. You can always reach direct. Actually, I've had a lot of people from the show reach out. It's been awesome. They've been able to meet our villagers, and it's been fantastic. Um, I would uh, Villagebankonline.com. That's our website. Yeah, so you can also go to villagebankonline.bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make sure mm-hmm. we get that one in, too. Go ahead. And I would reach out to us on social media. Sometimes that's the easiest way to find us. Our website's the easiest way to find us. Call the bank. Stop into the bank. You know what's so funny? We've our people stop into the bank all the time. When people say branches are dead, BS. Yeah, it's it's surprising, isn't it? The last group that was in here talking about the fact that uh, when when COVID hit, they really believed. uh, They said on the air that they believed that retail was dead and the world was going to change. Well. Ironically, nothing could be farther from the truth. As a matter of fact, people want to get out, and retail is actually having quite a resurgence. Oh, my gosh. You know, we, we've we been talking about what this staying at home, working in your undies in your basement has done to people. We're watching what it does to our children when they're not able to go out and look people in the eyeballs and have social interaction. I mean, I think people are actually getting angry and saying, I want to collaborate. I want to move up the ladder. And all I'm doing is Zoom calls or team meetings with people. And I'm stuck in the same position. So I'm going to switch companies and try to make two grand more over here. And uh, what it's done, I mean, our children, our children got to get back in the classroom. Our children got to go play at, you know, playgrounds and wipe, you know, share germs and do all of that again. Yes, COVID is serious and it had a serious impact. But at the end of the day, we are in the people business. We are in the people business. We are social creatures, and we have to get back out. Our family was out um, at a restaurant in a shop last night. It was packed, and that is great to see. That is business. That is America. Yeah, and and look, nothing replaces the face-to-face relationship. We Mm. had folks who came into our networking group, uh, many of them, they were all gone as soon as you had to start meeting. But the folks who were who were face to face before the pandemic and after the pandemic are still there because mm-hmm. that relationship that that actually you know a handshake of an eye to eye meeting people. There's just no replacement for that. So when we talk about having a relationship with your banker, with your advisors. A Zoom is never going to be the same thing. Now, if you mm-hmm. already have met them, you have a good relationship, and you do a Zoom from time to time, okay, fair enough. But it's just not the same thing. You, you don't get yes. to be electronic and be non-social. Social yes. matters. <laughs> yes, there are efficiencies with Zoom, and there are efficiencies there. But if you don't have that relationship established, Todd... It's, it, you know, we're looking each other in the eyeballs right now. You've got to be able to do that. You've got to see the body language because this is people's livelihoods. The, I mean, entrepreneurs, a lot of times I get frustrated because they don't understand the difference between a personal financial statement and a balance sheet. And I'm like, they're separate. And you say they're separate. But at the end of the day, to entrepreneurs, this is their family. This is their livelihood. Their teams are their family. It's important that we remember that. I agree with you. I agree with you. We have uh, we have a lot of clients who will say, hey, can we do a Zoom? And I'll go, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess, but I really prefer meeting in person. And I do believe that solidifying relationships requires that. And then they're like, well, I'm in Panama right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it's okay. <laughs> Unless you want to fly me out. I'm okay with that, hey, too. Hey, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, guys, if you're in business, if you're considering uh, getting into business, starting a business, purchasing a business... All of these things are more than simply doing the work or the skill. There's an entirely different part that maybe you're not aware of. Meeting with a banker, meeting with an advisor, your CPA, maybe somebody like me as as an advisor or coach, is just enormously helpful. And when you understand the statistics of the number of businesses that do not succeed after five years, I would love to look at the ones where someone, as a contrast, went and met with people, got this type of advice, utilized it, and how how many of those survived in business? And I'll bet you it's dramatically higher. I'll mm-hmm, bet you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... Uh, what what you know what more can you say about that it, it is it is not a matter of throwing money away it is a matter of getting good advice understanding what you're getting into and the opportunities that exist the last thing i want to say is i give great credit to those who have the courage to go out and start a business and expand a business. Let's be honest that most people want to take a well-heeled path. They give away the upside potential of building and growing a business because they want stability in their lives, and consequently, they go to work for other people. For the rare few who have the courage to go out and start something from nothing and grow it, Boy, oh boy, my hat is off to you folks. Mm -hmm. And that's who we're talking to here, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that the American dream, though? It's the American dream. Yeah, it's important to remember. Have a great weekend, Mm -hmm. everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, Todd. like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... 
temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits, such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side, so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.